0: of Austin, Texas. You're listening to the unsanctioned citizen podcast. Here's your host, Sheila Dean.
1: Hey, it looks like we've got day 88 famine or less famine is the title of this one. I just wanted to let you know that one of the rare occurrences that happens to happen to me occasionally is that um, I have this like weird energy as a person. Uh, Occasionally people will come up to me and, you know, I'm trying to have the most normie McNormal conversation with them and then they tell me things that are just outrageously weird and really tough to like kind of listen to. And today, today's uh, weird, you know, run in with like, I don't know, uh, let's just say it yesterday some guy came into my place of business where I do business and tells me that he's ex CIA and then I quickly got ill uh, immediately had a, a revulsion like response I couldn't it was reflexive I couldn't there was nothing I would I could do and then he left he left like immediately so it's not at like every day that that happens, but sometimes when you're in the flow of a lot of people and you're talking to a lot of new people, people will just say things, things you didn't expect. And so this would happen pretty frequently in Seattle where I would be in the mix of things and be like, Oh, well, you know, I'm just going to take, take talk to this person walking their dog in the park. And it would be some guy who did, um, you know, maybe uh, incident security for B A S E or something really kind of deep security or something like that. And I'd be like, I don't, I don't want every conversation I end up to be kind of like some weird hash with the with the deep state somewhere in in the dark side of the moon. Um, so I got freaked out after a while, and I I kind of receded. But I'm not I'm not gonna do that here in Austin because I don't have to. Austin is a weird place, but it's filled with lots of really normal people instead of people who rely on weird science and the Department of Defense for a budget so that they can exist. So uh, since there's a diversity of incomes and lifestyles, I don't have to worry about that as much as I used to. That's Sophie, my control room producer. She's just announcing herself. Anyways, so what happened today was uh, some guy comes in and, you know, he... He looks really polished. He looks like he works for like a really, you know, strong PR firm or a lawyer or something like that. And he comes in and he's wearing like this lavender shirt he's like, oh, I, I need to get some things for my daughters and, you know, and, and I'm a salesman and all this other stuff. And and I'm like, okay, great, you know, let's, let's, let's hear it. Like what's going on, you know, what can I get you and all of that. So I'm, I'm trying to be accommodating and, and, you know, develop a business relationship with this person. And Um, he suddenly says, so what do you sell? You know, he's a salesman, what do you sell? He says, well, I sell, I sell a sustainability, sustainability policy. And, you know, I'm like, really environmental sustainability and, you know, and we get around and I'm like, do you sell ESG? He's like, yeah, I sell ESG. I sell ESG. And I'm like, really? You sell ESG policy, you know, and I'm thinking, who does he, he sells it to corporations and the only people who buy it are the corporations. He's like, they're idiots. And, uh, and I'm like, why? But it's not sustainable. You're selling sustainability to people that isn't sustainable. He goes, oh, I know, I know it's not sustainable. So, I mean, like, what do you tell that guy? And I'm like, so you know you're selling a sustainability policy product that doesn't actually generate any sustainability. And it, in fact, is manufacturing mass famine across the planet. Yep, yep, I know I do that. And I'm thinking... Is this guy screwing with me is like is he just messing with me but I think that sometimes people will just volunteer that information because they hate their jobs they hate their lives they want to be truthful they want to say to an honest person with an honest well-meaning face what they do I'm like and, and it doesn't make any sense like things that obviously don't match and don't make sense and don't match their moral values they're out of out of sync. They're out of conjunction, and uh, so I offered the only thing I know how to do, which is like, okay, well, it sounds like you need some strategy, um, because I didn't obviously didn't know what to do. This, this is a you know, he seemed like an okay person. Um, is to offer strategy. Like, how do you get out of this? How do you how do you be the guy who sells? policy to corporations for sustainability, but you are in fact in full knowledge of the fact that you create famine and that it doesn't actually manufacture any sustainable outcomes. That is a definition of shit policy that doesn't belong in the world I'm like Satan is behind this kind of thing, but you know, obviously he doesn't, he doesn't know really what to do about it. He just sells the stuff. And he goes and he lobbies corporations to do it, or that's what he said he did. And I'm thinking, why would he why would he just tell me, you know, Joe Schmuck on the street this? And then his his wife said, No, no, we're not doing this. She came to retrieve him and it's extracted him from this this situation where obviously my face was in pain. I could I could see it, my eyes are knitting together trying to figure out how how are you here? Why am I talking to you? And um, so I can't I can't figure that this one out. so I, I'm just gonna go straight to the board and ask anyone who who might be listening you know if it, if you met someone who actually is in charge of an active ESG policy suite, you were some sort of fixer lawyer, toady and had to go into a corporation and actually sell this shit, what would you tell that guy? What would you tell someone who was like close enough to Klaus Schwab to be hired like by one of his goons and say, okay, go do this. What would you say? You know, I'm kind of wondering like, is this guy kind of worried about his own soul? Does he not care anymore? Uh, Is he trying to have a vacation? You know, he obviously doesn't have a completely seared conscience. He has three daughters. That's what he told me. Uh, So, I mean, what do you tell that guy? He's still a human being. He hasn't lost his humanity, but the policies that he's selling are obviously bad policies. You know, how do you do that without actually openly judging that person? How do you do that... From just because I, it was really sprung upon. I'm like trying to figure it out again. If you could just see my face, I'm just squinting, knitting my eyes together, uh, trying to figure it out. I don't, I don't really know what to tell this guy other than maybe you should get out of the quote-unquote sustainability business. Maybe get out of it. Maybe get out of it. It's something that I would probably tell myself. Maybe looking in the mirror, uh, I agreed, me, this person who is speaking at this moment, agreed to speak to Facebook about governance policy, you know, for what they do and what they would aim and shoot at our government, you know, and I'm thinking, what is it that they would want to talk to me about? They felt qual- that I was qualified enough to at least have a conversation, um, so... I was invited in thus far, but I didn't do their paperwork because I thought, you know, what is it that I'm going to coach Facebook to do that is going to actually really reform what it is that Facebook does. Facebook would have to change their entire, that's what I would do. I would say you need to find a quick and fast path to diversifying your business models. In, in a sandbox style of some sort so that you can you can kind of get off or lean yourself off of the surveillance and, you know, the consumerist model where you surveil the consumer as a product. That's what I would tell them. And, you know, the, I wouldn't have been like the first one. I'm not the first one to think of this as an idea. I would just be somebody who would kind of work with them on, on internal strategy, possibly, but also to, to kind of... You know what is it that they're going to tell the government because you don't have to do that you know the government doesn't have to be involved for you to change your business model you just have to change your business model so you, or to experiment with new business models you don't have to do that so that's the kind of thinking that we're kind of confronting here I'm, I'm kind of I'm spooling a little bit, but the people in corporations actually do need help, but they need more than virtue signaling. Maybe they need to correct their paths and their goals, you know, to be less governmental. Right? So if they are going to provide a service or sell a product or, you know, it gets beyond that for them, their identity becomes outsized and then they no longer know what they are. But they're still this massive kind of monolithic corporation. And so they try to develop these, these arcane, weird, like highly matrixed value sets. And boy, are we getting into some weirdo stuff now. Um, you know where the project managers have project managers and and the and the internal like matrix trees have trees within trees within trees and silos within silos and it becomes a massive like dumped over MC Escher painting and, and nobody understands it anymore they don't understand it anymore so instead of de- defragging their entire situation they ask people to guide them and try to be their conscience you know they just have to deorganize like it's so over organized it's disorganized and so then you get guys like you know and there's so much money there's so much money at the top that they don't understand how to to reach for kind of Decent goals. They're in a group group of people, a very few people um, that have that much money and reach and and relative power. So, you know, kind of coaching them on what to do is difficult. But also, they coach each other on things that are terrible. They have bad ideas amongst each other on how to manage humanity. They get talked into this idea because they had an enormous business that they now must be some sort of Calvinist ideal to run the propers of humanity, that they are the new kings and we are all but serfs. And they have ignored reality, they have no- ignored government, they have ignored the, the contracts that the normative people work in the world and are human have with the government. Okay, that's bloody. he's going to come talk. Hey buddy.
0: Hello, how you doing?
1: I'm doing I'm doing okay. I just want you to know that a guy came into my store, my business place of business today and mm. and said he sells ESG policy for a living. That happened.
0: And know. Uh, what did you tell him?
1: Not Are much man them? other than other than that, it's like ah uh, well, my other gig is that I produce uh, strategy for for which is not untrue. you know, I am a consultant for ethical you know, but it's not it's not what he's doing. He's doing ESG. He told me he's you, doing ESG
0: and uh, can you tell me a little bit about ESG and uh, forgive my ignorant ignorant ignorance for a moment?
1: Okay, let's just go
0: in in a nutshell. Just like explain, like quickly what it is. You don't have to go too much into it.
1: Well, I mean, an overview of ESG is that on the on the on the nominal for a, there's there's a formal ESG and then there's the concept conceptual ESG. Mm-hmm. So let's just get the for the for the benefit of the listeners. It's environmentally environmental sustainability.
0: Um, grouping, and and this is the guy that comes in with the three daughters, and he's he's a fat guy.
1: No, I mean I'm saying he's well fed, meaning like he's 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 living lush, you know. He's he's well healed. He's a good guy, you know. Like mm-hmm. I mean, he appears as the good guy. Okay, you know, nice tan, super super fit. You know, like he's not. You know, he's just, when I say he's well-fed, I mean he's not, he's not uh, environmental, social, and government, governance, ESG.
0: Okay, so he's not, but he's selling it, right?
1: Yeah, he's selling policy.
0: Mm. Two corporations. Mm -hmm. Well, okay.
1: All right, and so so the key highlights here are that for corporate training is that ESG is a framework that helps stakeholders understand how an organization manages risks, opportunities around sustainability issues. ESG has evolved from other historical movements that focused on health and safety issues, pollution reduction and corporate philanthropy. And ESG has made, has changed how many investment and capital allocation decisions are made. Now this is a less formal, Less policy driven. This is super, super milk toast and inoffensive, but the way it breaks out is that the investment and in capital allocation has been concentrated into the hands of a few policy makers.
0: And okay. I'm assuming these guys are in Europe, right?
1: Well, part of them are Europe, and but part of them, the the West, there's their westernized interests but there's a lot of people who are being kind of in asia and worldwide who are on the global governance framework okay it's a globalized governance framework and so what the esg kind of is administrating or co-administrating at this moment is deprivation of credit if you do not participate
0: Oh, okay this sounds very very similar to the dei diversity yes e- 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 yeah e- 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 diversity okay
1: uh-huh. okay you're with e- me you're with e- me yeah okay. yes yes
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay let me ask okay. you if if i'm a well-established company and i'm known and everybody buys my stuff and everybody makes business with me other businesses why do i need all this social credit all this esg and dei if i don't need to make a name for it i've been around and my company's guaranteed why would I need all these uh, little programs that I gotta because it seems like it's just a excuse to come in and bully me for money
1: well they it's, it's enforcing a form of feudalism indirectly yeah. that is defined by a strictly financial uh, stick and carrot system okay <laughs> if you don't do fertilizer our way, and this is environmental sustainability governance, that this is what has become, okay? This is what ESG has become, okay? The standards have been concentrated to be financial standards, and that you cannot do trade, you cannot uh, trade with other nations, you cannot, uh, you know, whereas, like, maybe in the 90s and the early 2000s, the idea was to get the globe in the game. To do more global business to have more global reach and and for people to do active trade with small businesses um, small batch farmers to get as many people involved in trade as possible but you can't control the is what this what is known as the sustainability outcomes um, and you can't enforce you know Western anti-pollution values on governments who don't conform to, say, this, like, this, this,
0: the parrots. This hustle sounds like what the mob used to do, extorting the business. Pay businesses. for protection? We're, we're, yeah, pay for protection. Mm-hmm. You're, you're good with us, but you got to pay weekly or monthly, whatever the arrangement, right? And you don't want nobody to hurt you. And God forbid who could hurt you because the mob is there to help you, which I don't even know how true that it was. But this sounds like a hustle, like a like an excuse to come and pimp me. Like, hey, you you want to do good, you want to look good, you want the other buyers to buy from you, and you you know you 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 have a accumulated social credit, and you're good with the Chinese, with the Americans, with the Europeans. No, no, you're doing your part. You understand, my man, you're doing your part, but you gotta pay. You know, it's a pay to play. You gotta be well, part of the. Well, what they're gang. doing
1: is that the, the the conformance, you know, is keeping up with the Joneses, but it doesn't. It, it's environmental sustainability that has no sustainability that's the weird part about this is that they they go into these countries okay in in organic farming this is the 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 closest example that I've used in the past in organic farming it takes seven to ten years to move your crops or rotate your crops from conventional to organic because because the fertilizer has to to work out the chemicals mm-hmm. and there is a process to move from conventional to organic esg is like this breaks breakneck do it now no control no uh, there's no sustainability involved it's like they stop chemical fertilizer but they don't give them
0: Different they don't, they, don't, they give don't give them a, yeah. different
1: fertilizers. They just give them no fertilizers it, 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 and say, kinda like
0: Good "What's luck going on to with you. the Dutch?" It's kind of like what's going on with the Dutch. I take yeah. away either either nitrogen and all the farmers end up coming to the city to protest. Well, how the how if it's 70 percent for export, how the how do I supposed to grow my crop without any nitrogen, without any fertilizer, without with, without the proper raw material that I need to make this thing grow?
1: What are they gonna Maybe. do? Like, I'm just, I'm just wondering. You know, what is it that they, they think that these farmers are supposed to do? Suddenly get invested in seagull shit? You
0: know, no, what, and, what, and, what, and, what, and scrape it up. up uh, Shayla, what ends up doing is that it's a classical thing of the streets. Any street dealer, any street gangster would know immediately. These guys are shysters. They're trying to swindle you. Trying to, they're trying to uh, get a handle on you. I don't give you nitrogen. I know it's needed for the ground. I don't give you the raw seeds that you need. You have to go through Monsanto. So it's a control. It's a it's a, Jezebelian it's a, a yeah. There's and-
1: there's a it's a monopoly and, and an obstruction with a veil. They call it environmental sustainability, but there's nothing in, nothing environmentally sustainable about but, it. And this is first- what this guy told me. That's yeah. why I believe he was true.
0: Yeah, but there the problem was nothing is they, 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 they talk They talk a big game about sustainability, you have nothing absolutely to prove. And what I mean by this, let me give you an example. I compare it to What would you tell company, that guy,
1: Vladdy? I mean, like what I,
0: would you I would. I would I would tell him to, he's got a couple of minutes to get out the door before I give him a big fat kick in the rear. And you know, I let his daughters walk out, but he's gonna get a big fat one in the in the in the rear for coming up with that nonsense because it's basically he he came as a hustler He came, he came to send the message from the, from the boss. If you don't, if you don't comply, if you don't join in, this is what's going to happen. You're going to get a low credit and you could have a perfectly well established business that that system, the ESG, the DIE, whatever the HR and uh, DEI and all that bullshit cannot even touch other than by bad mouthing you, which of course I'll be defaming your business and, and that's going to another, you know, to libel, you know and open for lawsuits and stuff because why there they, was no threat like to...
1: the, the fact that this guy showed up the day before it was some asshole from information you know private information he used to work for the CIA and then today it's the oh. ESG guy yeah. the same day yesterday there was somebody from the NIH
0: who, who come to guy the following day is gonna be that guy called ponzi Palmsi. remember scheme he's gonna come in and tell I me mean, I should get a how
1: many people am i gonna just magically meet bloody before yeah. i wonder what the hell is going on
0: again this this is going into history we've had again that's why i brought up the story of Ponzi scheme. you know that story right back in the 1900s and and how he swindled people into a pyramid these guys are doing the same thing they're calling it by a different name they're doing it by different terms but it's the same old thing come in hustle you for money They try to exert, like they have, you know, you know, to intimidate you and bring fear into you, as if they have some kind of power. They don't. They're just trying to see, just like with the COVID vaccine, who would comply, who would comply and die eventually, and who wouldn't. So right now they're playing, they're playing around to see who will. The question is, where are the documents to show me that this shit of this so-called climate change of this so-called sustainability actually works? Where are the things? Let me tell you. That's why I was telling you a couple of minutes ago. I almost lost track. In information technology, when you move from one technology newer to another, you Mm -hmm. pilot test. You prove it. Yeah, you You go to a sandbox. That's right. Exactly. And if you cannot prove it, there work. If you want to use the scientific method, whatever, right? If you cannot prove that the damn thing works, you don't go from A to B. There is no A to B. It stays back in the sandbox. So since this guy cannot prove nothing. This guy's only trying to hustle. He's only looking out for his fat self and his children, and he doesn't care who he's selling because he's probably a good salesman if he's good at that, and, and he has a, he has he has the product to sell. But the problem is, like digital currency is not tangible. That's where how sustainable is it? Show me though show me like like. Well, I mean, it's tangible
1: thing. enough for the farmers to have to deal with the damn you know depri- deprivation and the sanctions on their on their crops. I mean, that's that's when it And I, I said, listen, dude, I mean Famine's really tough And he says, yeah, famine's tough <coughs> Can you yeah, believe you it? See. He's like, yeah, yeah, famine's tough
0: Yeah, he's famine's just talking tough, about like, how, like, the, like, yeah.
1: how are you gonna sell I'm aware that ESG policy As it's currently in its current construction I'm aware that it's creating Mass famines all over the world But they don't care Wow so what do you tell that guy if you had one thing to tell that guy because I'm just like I don't know I'm a little brained I, I never thought that I would get somewhere anywhere near in front of somebody who actually has to sell this garbage what would you say I'm
0: really, I, I'm, I, I will tell him you know what show, show me proof I need, I need to know more about your so called ESG before I could if you convince me to, to jump on board what is it going to do for me? Unless you're selling some kind of insurance against my uh, – for me as a farmer that, you know, whatever happens, you, you're going to cover my losses. All this ESG is nothing but, but uh, a, a big fat pipe smoke, you know, of crack.
1: Yeah, uh, this, uh, this tutorial here, this just a regular, like, Google search, ESG and investing. ESG has gone mainstream because of how important the framework has become in the investment community. There are a growing number of ESG rating agencies and reporting frameworks, all of which have evolved to improve the transparency and the consistency of the ESG information that firms are reporting publicly. The capital markets can be a powerful tool to create change. The capital markets can be a powerful tool to create change. What change are they creating in their manufacturing famines? By restricting, exactly. access to, by restricting access to creating financial embargoes and sanctions – They are restricting access to capital or making terms under which it's available less favorable. Bad actors may be incentivized to improve performances across ESG measures. Conversely, rewarding companies and their management teams that are performing well against ESG factors have an equally positive impact on encouraging continuous improvement. Many ESG investment vehicles have emerged, including green bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, and index funds, among others. These publicly traded instruments make it easier for investors to align their investment decisions more closely with their own beliefs and values around ESG,
0: which is governance, government. That is a load. All these unneeded, unneeded bureaucracies. In this case, uh, ng in, what do they call it? NGOs.
1: NGOs.
0: Yeah, NGOs coming around trying to swindle you, hustle you, bully you into into complying. I'm reading right here: environmental, climate change, greenhouse gas emissions, deforestation, and see, biodiversity. And if it if it pollution. actually
1: performed those functions, no, well, I, I would I would be fine. You know, I mean, if, if this actually was improving the outcome of both, we you know, we, the we have so many
0: why haven't they taken care of that? Like we've had so many forests here in California and God knows what other parts of the world right now. Europe having the hottest season, having the hottest, uh, their forests burned down. What did they do for them? They just have a big gaping hole that God knows how many feet into in, 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 into the water in Chile. What did they do for them? Where are they with, with their policy? They, uh, they talk about social, customer relations, employee relations, labor, human, human no. rights, occupational health. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see no improvement in there. Governance, board of management practices, succession planning, compensation, diversity, equity, inclusion. You know, yeah, you know government- what we
1: really need, Blatty? We really need somebody from the green movement to show up and start talking about ESG because you know they're mad. They know. They have to know that this is a a, a pipe. A, a pipe dream that you know exactly that big money and smoking, capital markets
0: smoking they've been smoking the the butt hairs of satan and and they want to come over <laughs> here with their nickel and dime bullshit and tell you you know what you know what you i want you to get no this sounds <laughs> really different if i tell this model to, in a street language to a homeboy from the homie from the hood and I tell you what do you think about this company uh, but masquerading as a, another gang he goes bro who, who, who's trying to move into our neighborhood who's trying to move in who's trying to tax us who's trying to tax us homie and I'll just tell him Is these bastards Is this company and they're trying to do your work believe me you're starting the next gang war right there oh
1: my god that is garbage oh my I, god I, I the high the, way,
0: the way, Shayla oh. the way you put it I was like This sounds no different than than the Mexican mob. This sounds no different than the Italian mob. The Russians, the Irish. It's the same bullshit. If you allow them to come in and take over and supposedly provide certain services, protection, yada yada yada, and all this other crap. And as long as you pay your part monthly or weekly or whatever.
1: It's basically they they have governance involved. They're creating their own version of a kind of like a State Department stick and carrot situation. But, you know, you're right. It's gangsterism. It's, It's gangsterism. They... They have lawyers do it. You know, it's lawfare, advanced lawfare, to where they can put the screws to these small, poor governments and, you know, make them... Or, you know, purportedly third world. You know, they're in the balance. They want to, you know, they, they look at what happened to India and they're like, oh, well, maybe that could be us next. Oh, you know. And so, you know, there are all these aspirational third world, you know, banana republics who want to be good. Uh, they want get, to get ahead. They want to create more more trade in the market, and they bought into the stuff that, you know, that that was promised with globalism in the 90s, and of course, everybody, everybody has been disenfranchised. Like, they're like, this sucks. Globalism isn't the answer to to all of our woes. But if we could just get somebody from the Green Movement to come, come up here and explain, you know, why ESG is an absolute crock, I think we would be getting somewhere. Because let, ESG does have nothing to do nothing to do with actually preserving the environment or escalating these things. It started that way, but I know that it's wrenched out of their hands now because we've got famine and we've got environmental degradation anyway.
0: Let me ask you. I know the European Union has long desired to have the United States under under its wing. Just like they did with Britain, okay? The European Union. I detest the European Union. I detest it wholeheartedly. It's an overarching body of unelected officials over over particular government that control your 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 uh, economic way of life.
1: Well, many, yeah, that's that's, that's that's global. Okay? They went for it. They went they, for exactly the, the euro, what, and it, they went for you know they went for it. And we watched and, what and happened. That's what
0: exactly this thing, so called ESG, DEI, and all this bullshit. That's what it sounds like it sounds exactly mm-hmm. like the gestapo it sounds exactly like the politburo of the of the russian soviet system when, yep. whenever they had it's a problem it's all manifestations
1: they, of serfdom exactly
0: it's a exactly thank you it, it, it also sounds like what they did in holomodor remember holomodor what they did to your Ukrainians? they went to take all their uh, all their crop all their grains and they killed the people they started a famine so if you don't comply with what the orders of the commissar uh, yeah. uh joseph stalin You'll die. Okay.
1: Okay. Now you're hitting pay dirt. Now you're hitting pay dirt. So I mean, this could be artfully laundered communist policy. You yes. know that. You know, you're get You're now you're getting somewhere. Now you're getting somewhere. But you know what? We got to wrap it for now. I'm going to do another yeah. program on this. We are not you know, done here. I love here.
0: talking to you. You're no, awesome. to no, I love we're going to
1: do this again tomorrow uh, around oh. seven. A- I had to do it later tonight, but I'm glad you're here, Bloody. I'm glad we had this talk.
0: It. Have a great All night.
1: right, have a, have a great one. We'll be here tomorrow. This has been the Unsanctioned Citizen.
0: Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button. Remember that callers are welcome. Subscribers can access Unsanctioned Citizen podcast archives at Substack, Podomatic, iHeartRadio podcasts, and call-in. Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you. Visit SheilaMDean.com.